So what's next for QAnon? Should we be worried about them? Hi, this is Phil Gursky, President and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting in Russell, Canada. You're listening to Quick Hits. show my age here a little bit but when someone mentions the word Q my thoughts go immediately to Star Trek Next Generation and the character that was played by the actor John DeLancey of a man or a being called Q which was this omnipotent thing that got Captain Picard and his crew in a lot of trouble sometimes it was quite a uh, interesting character he dated right back from the very first episode way back in the early 90s when this when this or was the 80s when the series came out Nowadays, however, when we talk about the Q, we are more likely to refer to QAnon, which, of course, is a conspiracy group in the United States that revolves around this mysterious character Q, which apparently refers to his security clearance. And I'm sorry, I don't remember a Q-level security clearance when I worked in intelligence, but I don't know, maybe the Americans have one. QAnon, of course, is, is most famous for this individual who claims to have inside knowledge on what's happening in the United States. And he passes these little tidbits of information called qubits, I think. God, qubits to me are what Noah built the ark out of. But anyhow, that shows again, shows how old I am. And uh, the most famous or rather infamous of these qubits, of course, is this notion that there is a, a satanic pedophile cult running the country that recruits children for these bizarre sexual practices. And of course, we remember that Hillary Clinton was associated with this uh, in running an actual uh, cult out of a pizza parlor. More on that in, in a few minutes. But I, I do want to take a look at QAnon uh, again today from the simple perspective of a, a piece I came across in NPR, National Public Radio, United States. So I put my glasses on here. I want to read something that I, that I came across just the other day. And it's, uh, it says, Inauguration Day should have punctured the conspiracy theory at the heart of QAnon. Because, of, of course, uh, Donald Trump was kind of the key to all this thing, right? He was seen as the savior who, quote, will stay in power as he wages a war against the cabal of satanic pedophiles. And then, of course, Trump lost the election and Biden won. And um, for as the article says, this was a bit of a reality check for some of the Q followers because all this, all this they've been told about the Q and the government uh, turned out to be false. So the question now becomes, what's going to happen to these people? Well, that's a very good question. We certainly saw that there were Q adherents who took part in the riot uh, on Capitol Hill on January the 6th. And of course, a man called Jacob Chansley, who uh, the guy with the buffalo horns and, and the tattoo, that wanker, who, by the way, uh, has been uh, placed in jail for his role in it. And um, apparently he, he <laughs> not making this up. He's been, he's been moved to another jail because apparently he needs organic food to survive on. So the guy that was going to you know save the United States from the satanic pedophiles uh, has a sensitive diet. Yeah, enough said. But a lot of people are worried about what's going to happen next. So we had all these predictions about the election, none of which came true. We had all these predictions about, uh, you know, these satanic pedophile cults, cults, none of which came true. And should we be worried that, in fact, these people might turn violent one day? This is part and parcel of this 
kind of soup du jour flavor of the day that uh, the only terrorist threat we need to worry about is the far right, something I've been pushing back against, of course, for a very long time now. But it is an, an interesting question. What is next for the cube? This isn't the first time that a movement based on prediction uh, ended badly. And what came to mind to me was, if you remember a group called Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate was a, um, a, a, a cult. And according to Wikipedia, it was a UFO religious cult. Back in, what was it, 1997, there was a comet called Hale Bop, which was a kind of a bit of a bust, I was saying to recall, in terms of, as far as comets are concerned. And the members of Heaven's Gate engaged in a series of, quote, ritual suicides in order to reach what they believed was an extraterrestrial spacecraft that was following comet Hale Bop. So goodbye, Heaven's Gate. The other thing that I think uh, draws me draws my memory here is how many occasions do you hear these these grand preachers that the end times are coming and you need to follow me because I'm going to lead you to the promised land. So you have these unfortunate stories of these people that drink this Kool-Aid, uh, no, no J- Jonestown references needed, and they follow this individual. Often they go to some mountaintop in like West Virginia or something waiting to be uh, assumed up to heaven in an ET extraterrestrial kind of way. And of course, nothing happens. And the followers are left with questions as to, well, the leader said it was going to happen and it didn't. So like, hey, what the fuck? What's going on here? Now, at which point the leader says, oh, I, I didn't mean last night. It's, it's next month or next year or next decade. And some people will, you know, against, again, they'll drink the Kool-Aid again and they'll follow the leader, you know, infinitely no matter how many mistakes are made. Is this what's going to happen to QAnon? I think it's reasonable to presume, at least for the time being, that it's not going to disappear forever. Stories in the media notwithstanding, I saw a story in a, in a Quebec media about a month ago about a Canadian uh, follower of Q who's all of a sudden starting to have some serious doubts about the veracity of the Q predictions. And I'm guessing that person isn't alone. I'm guessing there are a lot of people out there that are really worried about where do we go now that these mass predictions uh, fell through? They were they were worth the paper or the uh, zeros and the ones they were printed on. And now who do I follow? I was disillusioned. I was led down the garden path. I was lied to. I think you're going to see uh, an exodus of some scale in the months and, and years to come from this movement. But there will always be true believers in an Eric Hoffer kind of way, his famous book from the 1950s. There will always be individuals who either can't make up their own minds or can't think for themselves and who need to follow a savior, need to follow somebody that's going to answer their questions and save them from evil and protect them when the shit hits the fan. The most important question for me is not whether these people keep following the Q, who, wherever or whoever he is. He's been strangely silent since early December from what I've heard. Is how much of this, if any of it, turns violent? because that would then potentially stray into what we call terrorism. This is a very complicated argument, and I can't do it in a Quick Hits podcast. I'm not entirely 100% buying into this notion that what the Q do is terrorism. But we did have an incident a couple of years ago, and I alluded to the Hillary Clinton angle here. Hillary Clinton was accused of running a satanic pedophile cult out of the basement of a Comet Ping Pong, which is a pizza parlor in Washington, and some wanker drove through several states to get there to rescue the children. He was armed, only to find there was no satanic pedophile cult in the basement, and, and he ended up getting arrested. To the best of my knowledge, uh, there's not a single act of serious violence 
capital notwithstanding, that can be attributed to followers of QAnon. If there are any, please send them my way. I'd love to hear, hear from them. Which therefore leads to the question, are we going to see more? I don't have any idea. I am skeptical as to the potential for violence amongst QAnon followers in the first place. I think that a lot of them are just pathetic people who don't think for themselves, are more than happy to hitch their wagon to anybody who seems to have the answers. Is it possible the odd person will engage in violence? Absolutely. Anyone can get engaged in violence at some point if the conditions are right or, or wrong, however you want to look at it. But at this point, this is February of 2021, I do not see any evidence to point to a mass movement of violence on behalf of QAnon supporters. I could be wrong. As I said before, my crystal ball is taking a long time to repair in the shop. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Just trying to push back a little bit against this notion that it's all about QAnon and all about the far right these days. It's much more complicated than that. Anyhow, I guess we'll have to wait and see. That's what I think. Podcast is recognizing the Czech national hockey team. I attended the World Hockey Championship in Prague a couple years ago, 2015, when I retired. I had a great time with my wife and best friends watching World Hockey in Prague and drinking Czech beer. What do you think? Should we worry about the Q? Should we watch more Star Trek episodes? Drop me a line. You can reach me on email, borealisrisk.gmail.com or on Twitter at borealisaves. You can also find me on LinkedIn and Facebook. If you like this content and want to receive more, go to my website, borealisthreatenedrisk.com. Hit the subscribe button. Provide your email address. You'll get free daily digests, all the podcasts, all the blogs, all the material, free of charge to your inbox first thing in the morning. You'll also find a link there to my new book, The Peaceable Kingdom, A History of Terrorism in Canada from Confederation to the Present. You can order it there, $25 Canadian plus shipping and handling, $5 in Canada, $15 abroad. A book, first of its kind, telling the story of terrorism in Canada from the eyes and ears of the men and women who worked in counterterrorism, including my own experiences. Anyhow, I'd love to hear what you think, but before I go, of course, I need to leave you with your Hardy Boys bit of wisdom. And this one comes from the Shore Road Mystery. Frank and Joe Hardy, boy detectives. When packing for a stakeout, it's best to avoid loud snacks like carrots. They could give away your position. So anybody that's working in surveillance, don't bring carrots. Bring zucchini sticks. They're a lot less crunchy. Anyhow, I'll talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe.